Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. No need for ovens when you're waking, baking. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast H Cubed up in this biatch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're back with another episode this week, man. And as we promised last week, we finally are here with another album review uh, this week. It was my my time to choose my albums that I wanted to review, and we're gonna go with the classic album review first, as y'all like, as y'all know, we like to do. And of course, I had to go dig deep in the crates for this one. Uh oh, uh, very very deep, so much so <laughs> that you couldn't find this. My, my co-host couldn't find this on Wikipedia. Couldn't find the artists on there. Uh, uh, luckily, the songs are on YouTube, so you know you don't have to go digging for the songs themselves. And they're on Spotify too. Oh, are they on Spotify too? Yep. Okay, cool. Good to know. So it's, it's, it seems like it's also um, on most streaming services. I, I, I was listening to Apple Music. Of course, I am talking about the album Still Loving You by Twilight. Now, for those of y'all wondering, no, this is not, you know what I mean, Twilight, the, uh, the movie Twilight. <laughs> and it's also not Twilight, the hardcore punk band, which I actually just found out. That also exists. That's who I found online. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, in case y'all looking for a Twilight band, you're probably going to find the the hardcore punk band uh, before you find this artist. Yeah. Now, let me just give y'all some background. The way I found out about this artist, as I was telling my co-host before the show, was I was watching a Nardwar interview. Um, and for those of y'all that have watched Nardwar interviews, y'all know that he likes to... Um, present with things that are very unique to the artist you know what i mean like so whoever the artist's favorite artist is or they're, they're you know things that they listen to when they were a kid or shit like that they like to give give uh the artist vinyls of that artist so i was watching a tyler creator interview of, of his and one of the vinyls that he presented to tyler was still loving uh still loving you by twilight now tw- uh I think that Tyler, like, I respect his musical ear because I feel like he's, he's like, when I hear the sounds that he brings to his own music, it's almost like, okay, he has to have a versatile uh, taste of music. So when he gave this guy or this band uh, so much credit and so much, because uh, he pretty much said that it's one of his favorite albums. And, mm. uh, and I had never heard of it. I looked it up and just like my co-host had a hard time finding him or this, uh, this, this album or anything about the artist itself. And yeah, apparently this guy, um, I, I can't think of his name right now, and I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll look it up before the end of the episode, but um, apparently he does all the instrumentation on this album and all the singing, and it was just him uh, who, that, that did everything. So Damn. It, it, really, it really caught me by surprise, first of all, when I heard about that, and second of all, when I actually heard the music, it definitely sounds like something from you know the early 80s around that era right there, which is when this came out. And it has that classic groovy kind of sound that um, that's just, I don't know, man. It's just very infectious. But um, let me ask you, though. Yeah. You you had never heard of this artist before I uh, send it over to you, right? No, I'd never heard of this artist. So what, I guess, um, 
I guess I guess we could just dive on in into mm-hmm. the into the review. What what was what was your idea when you first heard the first song? I guess. Well, I really didn't have any idea of what to 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 expect for real. Yeah. Um. And when I heard that first song, it immediately just took me like I was like you know like five or six again sitting in the backseat of my mom's car like mm-hmm. you know going about doing errands just listening to like the oldie station just rocking all the old like seven like you know like 60s 70s funk music and shit like that yeah that's really what it reminded me of i would probably say like um a little bit of sly in the family stone uh a little bit of like the 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 the, the older temptations kind of like the whispers and stuff like right. It's really good music. Now, like, you told me about him writing all the music and playing all the instruments, and I was already like, okay, cool, he did that. But then you said he did all the singing voices, and then he did all the, all the, uh, he recorded it, playing all the stuff himself. Yep. Bruh, you know how long it had to take him to do that? There are so many instruments in this. I mean, this is a full instrumentation band, it sounds like. It sounds yeah. like it could be an at least a seven-piece band with, like, four backup singers or, like, four other group members that are, are, are singing on this joint. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so cohesively good. Now, the only thing I will say is that, like, where he is talented in some ranges, he is not talented in other ranges. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, for a lot of them, it doesn't take a, it doesn't take away from it because it's not like his it's like it's terribly off to the point where you're just like oh my god i can't listen to this anymore see and, and then, but the harmonies me, make up for that too yeah no i mean i, I agree um and, and i i kind of both uh i kind of think of it like this that i feel like it's very raw yeah like it's a very raw uh from the recordings like you said there are a couple of shortcomings here and there mm-hmm. but i do feel like you could tell that there's some talent to the person that made that recorded wrote and all that uh, uh this album because oh, yeah. it's 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 like the like you said the melodies the uh, the hooks I feel like are pretty dope and just a lot of different things that really stood out to me that that was that was interesting to me but just 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 to give uh, an idea so his first album which was this one came out in 1981 and he didn't release a second album until 86 five years later so it kind of makes sense yeah. uh, given that how long it, it would probably take to to not only record this but also write every bit of you know instrumentation uh uh bridges hooks you yeah. know what i mean all that shit just to come up so. with everything for it i mean to come up with songs is is hard enough but to like come up with a song complete band accompaniment background singers and everything dog that's going to take time yeah period no 100 100% and like i said uh when i heard Tyler Creator give him his flowers he was very animate by saying that he's he's like uh one of like the the most like the best unknown, like like the best hidden secret, best kept secret type of genre, or whatever. You know hey, what I mean? Whereas I'd say so because he makes some goddamn good music, mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Now, what one of my songs that I really uh, that was one of my favorites from the jump was "Just a Kiss Away," mm-hmm. and and everything from the like the chorus in the background singing "Just Don't Kiss Away," mm-hmm. "Just Don't Kiss Away," and then his voice, while it's not a great voice. I feel like he uses it very well and he hits those that, that he has to hit to make these songs enjoyable. Like, it, would would you agree with that, that his voice isn't like the strongest, greatest voice for singing? Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, I, I definitely agree. But I mean, it's again, it's this is one of those instances where it doesn't need to be the absolute strongest voice and it's still going to sound mm-hmm. good. No, I, I mean, I, I agree. <laughs> and I think, again, he showcased it on this joint by layering 
you know, his voice a couple times. That's a very common technique that artists mm-hmm. use to, you know, cover up some shortcomings on the note department, mm-hmm. if you will. And I think he he executed that very well. And yeah, that would, it just just really dope. Uh, and with the instrumentation, instrumentation yeah, with the instrumentation yep. on point so much, that also takes it away away from the the sound of his voice every now and then where it doesn't quite hit the note that he's trying to hit. The instrumentation being so fire and on point definitely helps to make up for that. And it just the instrumentation gives this whole entire album just such a ridiculously good energy. Even the slower songs have mm-hmm. that infectious energy in them. Dog, yes. And a lot of these hooks it sounds like something that would be sampled in in a hip hop song. Yes. Like like just to skip down to still loving you the title track of this joint. Mm-hmm. That that the hook where it's like still loving you mm-hmm. hold me like that part right there I could totally see that being part of like man like a just blaze or so, you know so, somebody from that era sampling uh, something like that. So exactly, it, as somebody who loves samples and shit like that, man, I I really enjoyed uh, listening to this genre. It was it was definitely dope. Now I have to go back and listen again, but like I kept getting the feeling as I was listening to it. There's this one song I felt like was sampled by somebody. I just Could I have a, I have a really I have a feeling like it's lingering around in the back of my head. You know, like processing in the back of the computer and shit. And um, yeah. I, I, if I listen to it a few more times, I'll probably get it. And if I get it, I'll let you know. But like, but, th- you're right. You're you're. That's exactly what I. Uh, you're right. It sounds exactly like some shit that people would have mm-hmm. sampled the hell out of. I don't know why they haven't sampled more out of it. I'm telling you, I just think that it's he's not as known of an artist, and um, and I don't know. I guess it's kind of like a if you know, you know type thing. And also. As as I'm sure you know, most of y'all know the the whole clearing of albums. I don't know if maybe it's difficult to do with him. You know, I don't know. I really, I'm not even yeah, sure. There if could he, be issues. You know what I mean? Who, who knows with that? But um, one of the songs that really stood out to me is barely even a song, really, and it's uh uh I, I, pardon. I don't know how exactly to pronounce it, but it's Scorpitarius. I think is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, I think Scorpion and, and Sagittarius mixed together. Okay, but fair enough. So Scorpitarius. And pretty much it's like humming kind of, mm-hmm. but like but like and, and I don't know, something very like I read one of the comments in YouTube and it sounds like it said it sounds like this is what the, the theme song of Love Love Boat should be or something <laughs> like that. It kind of sounds like a really vicious uh like chant that that the ancestors used to do or some shit yeah. like that. No, legit. <laughs> It, it literally sounds like you're listening to a different language, mm-hmm. but it's it's beautiful. Like I don't I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah, but it's very blissful, and, and I feel like that's that's a word that I would use throughout this album a lot. It's very blissful, True. very enjoyable, um, and yeah, man. Like even like the uh, the saxophone is I think it's the saxophone. Oh uh, god, that saxophone th- is everywhere, and I love it. Uh huh. It's it's it was really really well done. The, uh, they had, had there was a solo piece on that song, Scorpitarius, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of stepped in when the humming kind of was getting a little repetitive a little yeah. bit. But it was perfectly right right when it needed to be there, and it just it's a beautiful song to listen to, man. I actually listened to that shit on my way to work, and it's a peaceful song. It's just, I don't know, man. I, I really it just that's what music is right there. You know, like that it does what music is supposed to be. I've only heard one other song that was anywhere kind of like this. And for you R&B fans, y'all might already know this song, uh, especially if you are well aware of the fantastic soundtrack that came from uh, the movie Waiting to Exhale. 
but Shantae Moore does a song. I believe it's called Way You Shall. And it's like, it sounds like she's just singing the song in another language. Like, it's almost like a chant in another language. And she mm-hmm. does have a couple more things that she says, but none of it is in English. But the vibe is just so damn chill on the song. Like, you could really, just like this one, you could really give a damn whether it's actually English or understandable or not. Like, the vibe is just so, like, essential to it. And the, the way that the music flows with it is great. And that's what this kind of reminds me of. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to send you that file. In fact, I'm going to send it to you now so I remember to fucking do it. But um, (laughs) if any of you R&B fans out there uh, that listen to the show, if y'all have ever heard of that that song by Shantae Moore, this is a very similar version to it, just on on a different scale. And another thing that I wanted to bring this up for for this song particularly was, um, you know, a lot of times artists, before they write the lyrics to a song, Mm-hmm. They'll go in there and essentially do what he's doing here, oh, yeah. which is kind of just lay out the melody of the song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And 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 I almost feel like that might have been the case here. Maybe it was he laid out a melody that he really liked, but he couldn't figure out what he wanted to say there. Yeah, and he felt you know what this gives enough of a of a, a, a of a vibe or whatever. Where it might not need words, and sometimes that's the beauty of music. So. Yeah, man, it was just, uh, I don't know, it was something, one of the songs that really stood out to me, man, and yeah, man, it was, was really dope to me, so. Definitely, definitely. Well, I, I thought that the first the first track on this joint, which is what, Play My Game, mm-hmm. that, again, you, we've always discussed how we fuck with songs that are like, when they, when they come, when they start the album, they got to start strong, give you a good sense of how that is, depending however it, it, it is with whatever type of music it is mm-hmm. this song exemplifies that yeah. this song is nothing but energy it's a straight up party song uh it has an infectious hook the beat just makes you want to i mean like the whole beat just makes you want to get up and dance like it's definitely a dance track uh it's definitely a strong start to this album and it literally since i was not expecting what i was expecting the sound the sound of this album to sound like i it just hit me for a loop i was like oh okay this is how we going with it <laughs> is, is it not going to change after like two or three tracks oh okay okay let's go yeah play my game easily one of my favorite songs on this album just for the infectiousness and the surprise alone i'm i'm telling you i, I agree i thought it was a perfect way to start the album and before i had actually heard that song i had listened to uh just a few other songs without listening to that one first and now that you know i s- sat down and reviewed the album I do agree. I thought it was a perfect way to, to start the album. Um, another one that I thought was dope was Give Love a Try. Mm-hmm. It, it's such a dope song, not only melodically and musically, but the message too. You know, a lot of people want to shy themselves away from love for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. And pretty much, you know, the song says that, you know, you got to give love a try at some point. You know, mm-hmm. how many how many times are you going to let love slip you by mm-hmm. because of little nuanced small things? And I feel like that's such a strong thing especially in today's world that, you know, I don't know. It, it just, it, it was, it's a really dope song uh, musically and um, the message and all of that. So I, I thought that joint was dope to me. Um, but yeah, like you said, the, the energy just continues throughout the album. Uh, one of one of the songs that really stood out to me again, uh, which was, uh, let me see, number eight, which is Love's, uh, no, I'm sorry, number nine, which is Straight to My Heart. My man, you done hit three of the songs in a row on my motherfucking list. Let's yeah. go! Dog, <laughs> the Straight to My Heart. Like, dog, it is, it, 
Sometimes I don't even know how to explain it to somebody who isn't a music junkie. That's why I love doing the podcast with this motherfucker right here because <laughs> he gets it sometimes. I don't even got to explain it. He just gets what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And it in music is not all about, as a matter of fact, it very rarely is about exactly what you're saying. It's about how you're saying it. It's about the pitch you're saying it in. It the, is in the mood you're that, invoking. In the mood you're fucking invoking. Yes, sir. So and and I feel like he invokes a lot of moods in this album. So all over the place. I'm, I'm going to let you talk, though. Yeah, what do you think about that, John? Dog, I loved everything about that. So, again, straight to the heart. It's just about being straightforward, like, period. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I live my life. I like to come at everybody straightforward. Everybody mm-hmm. knows exactly how I operate. I don't operate differently with anybody else that I, than I operate with anybody else. Facts. This joint, like, just telling you, giving you that message, I, I love it. Because it's just, it's me. It's me, and I feel like... I vibe with that hard as fuck simply because it's me and how I fucking live my life. Everything is straight to the heart with me. Like I have no cut cards. And if I love you, I love you. And I'm going to speak to you that way. I'm not going to be disrespectful, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to be straight to the heart with it to coin a phrase. You know what I'm saying? So again, instrumentation on this joint, ridiculous. The saxophone. I think this is the one that was this the one that had the flute on it. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember, mm, but like who, whoever, yeah, he, if he's playing all these damn instruments, this motherfucker is a talented ass motherfucker. He's got mm-hmm. the flute solos going. He's got the saxophone solos, the drum solos, man. He is out here wilding on all of these instruments and I'm here for 24, seven, 365. This is literally one of those albums that you could put from start to finish. And it's just like a, a vibe almost each, each song mm-hmm. and it feeds off of the last one and it feeds into the next one. So it, I'm, when I'm telling you, it is such a well done album in my opinion. And also, we love a sub forty minute album. Mm. Let me just say, we love a a sub forty minute album. Thirty five minutes, oh, eleven tracks. I love it. I love it. Listen, man, that's how you motherfucking do it. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's nineteen eighty one when this came out or twenty twenty three now. Mm-hmm. All right, we don't want to hear your sixteen to twenty track LPs. All right, we need. Uh, 11 to 13 tracks max of your best shit yes we're tired of these deluxe albums with 40 tracks on that shit of garbage mm-hmm. all right keep all that shit let the fucking uh, uh engineer keep that shit matter of fact tell them to delete that shit exactly that's just garbage just get rid of it completely just get Please. rid of it it don't matter dog but nope. yeah man like th- this is this is this is a, a very well done uh uh, album man and again there's just I mean I, I feel like there's very very little negative that I could say aside from again certain shortcomings uh vocally mm-hmm. uh and, and honestly that might that might be it though. I don't know I don't know if you have anything else that's negative. all I really negatively got to say about it again like as we always say this is something that you can play in the background of a, of a get-together like a like a dinner party you can yep. have it on low you can play it loud as a house party junk you can have it at, at the barbecue you could have it at grandma birthday mom birthday pop birthday everybody i feel like would would appreciate this style of music i really do feel like more people appreciate real instrumentation music versus yeah. like just you know the studio beats and everything i mean we all love studio beats yeah we've grown to love it but like there's nothing like the instrumentation john because i feel like if that's done the best that's what's really gonna make you nod your head that's really what's mm-hmm. gonna make you get up out your seat and move your feet 100 percent, man and you know this is something that you know if you, if y'all ever have the ox court at the family barbecue barbecue <laughs> and, and and you know you, you got you got you know auntie uncle asking you to play some some of their music 
What you do is you play some of their music, some of the Temptations, and then you slide in a little Twilight in there. And they're going to be like, nephew, who the hell is this? I ain't never heard this before. I ain't never heard this. This this is this is nice. I like this. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling y'all, please, please do y'all aunties and uncles a favor because they're going to love this shit. It, it, it really... It blew my mind when I realized how little known this per- this artist is. Now yeah. let me let me you know what let me look up this guy's name because I think it'd be a travesty to not actually say his actual name. Yeah, uh, no, nah, I feel like that's got it. We got to give the we got to give the people out there that information. God damn, I'm still I'm really just blown away by the instrumentation and how vicious it sounds on this joint. Maybe it's just because we don't get many people, especially singers. That do this type of inf- the in- instrumentation anymore. Like, I would love for more people to do it. And there's people out here that have the ability. Like, yo, can you Ameri- Can you imagine Ariana Grande singing over a full orchestra? That joint would be please- fucking crazy. Oh my! God. Which is which is why which is why I love the little desk. Uh, yeah, the little desk concerts mm-hmm. that they be doing. Did you did you see the juvenile joint? I saw most of it. I haven't watched the whole thing yet. But dog, oh man, it was so vicious. I love yo. I love sophisticated ignorance. Yes, yes. Sophisticated. You know what? That's gonna be. You know, if I ever, and if I'm able to move ahead in my career, I want to say I did it with sophisticated ignorance. There you go. There you go. Because I ain't give a fuck what niggas thought, but I kept it respectful and sophisticated. (laughs) I fucking like that right there. But but, but no, let let me just say this. So I looked up the uh, the band and it says, uh, while the name Twilight might suggest the name of a band who who recorded two legendary, highly collectible albums uh, issued in the 80s, it is in fact the musical identity of Lawrence Ross, which is the guy, a Bay Area songwriter, producer, arranger, and multi-instrumentalist. Damn, okay, Bay Area. Mr. So, Ross, I see you. Shout out to my man Lawrence Ross. I've looked up, I've tried to find uh more on him, but it's just this one article. It's so crazy. Wow. Uh what now this this article does have a, a good amount on him, like personally wise, but I would love to see what else he did after this and yeah. what he did, you know, before. Is he still um, active in the music? Maybe it, he's writing for or composing for other people at this point. So apparently, uh, his two albums they weren't they weren't being published up until two thousand nine, where he signed like some kind of uh, I guess publishing deal and he got it out on streaming services and whatnot. Oh, that's why the album on my streaming joint says two thousand ten. Yep, yep. Because you said it yep. came out in the eighties, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, 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 no. So so apparently, it says Ross continues to write and record music on his own. So I mean, I'd be very very interested to. To find out what he, because there's no way he hasn't made an album between '86 and now. Like, I mean, no hey, way. Lauren Hill released an album in, in what '98, and Shane made another new album, and it's two, 2023. Right, and she's been riding this, off right? that joint for for almost 30 years. Let me ask you this: artists like that, right? Being somebody who's musically inclined, being somebody who who understands music, do you think that these people have made? enough songs that they would have enough to make an album and they just don't feel right releasing it or do you feel like some of them just stop making music altogether they're unmotivated or like or do you think it's probably both every now and then i feel like if you're as creative and talented as an as an artist as mr ross is or miss hill is i don't think that you ever really stop making music 
Right. Now, whether you're recording said music, even if it's just to put it away in the stash, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like they're writing music. Maybe they are coming up with something every now and then, but they're never really completing songs. Or mm -hmm. maybe like Mr. Ross, maybe he composes his own stuff for fun because that's what he enjoys to, to do. That's his shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Maybe right. he might compose something or help compose something for a movie or a TV show or, you know, whatever, or somebody that had that asked them or, or you know, some musical person anyway. Um, yeah. Maybe he does that, you know, cool. But I mean, for the most part, if Ross's first album, and I'm not calling him Ross because I can't, I, you said Lawrence Ross? Lawrence Ross. Yeah. Okay, good. I didn't want to fuck his name up. <laughs> yeah. So if Lawrence Ross only has two albums to his name and they are, if the second one is as good as this first one, I feel like really... You don't really need to release more music, right? I, for me, for Miss, for Lauren Hill, I would love to see her come up with something. But at this point in my life, the miseducation of Lauren Hill is such a seminal part of my life and a seminal part of like hip hop and R and B. Mm -hmm. I don't really feel like for her to be considered relevant or or a true artist that she has to come out with another album. If you release, because I mean, shit, we got one hit wonders out here that have been rocking for thirty almost forty years. And Easy. we yep. don't know nothing else about that artist other than that one song or maybe mm -hmm. two that they had out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yep. So I don't, I mean, as an artist, both of us as artists and as looking at what artists do, I don't yep. really think that artists ever really stop making music unless oh. there's a reason that they can't make it anymore. Like say no. Teddy, Teddy Pendergrass in the, in the car accident, quadriplegic, he can't have the air capacity to sing no more. Right, um, right, somebody right. loses the process to work with their hands and they were a guitarist or a pianist. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like shit like that. I think that's the only way you get someone who's creative musically to stop doing music in some form. You know, it's. I think it's mainly because before they were able to capitalize on their gifts and on, on you know, their abilities. Mm-hmm. They did this shit for fun. Yeah. And I think at, at every artist's core is that artists before they blew up, before they had this the success that they have, and it's that doing this shit because it's 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 first for one, it's an outlet. Mm -hmm. Two, it's a creative outlet. It allows you to work through different emotions, work through that's why they always say, man, anybody who's an artist is a little crazy. <laughs> it's a little crazy up there. Mm -hmm. And I, I will say that wholeheartedly. That almost all people that I know that are musically art or artistically inclined, or mm -hmm. at least from a societal societal standpoint, they're they're a little off. Mm -hmm. But not 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 to me, you know what I mean. But like from from society's point of view, I guess. Yeah, you people like, oh, like might, that man is weird. Yeah, exactly. You might think that, but dog, that weird motherfucker will play the shit out of a guitar or a piano or sing the shit out of a chorus or something. Two of the so. most musically inclined people I've ever known, and I love them both to death, were both socially awkward. Oh, yeah. But they were For both sure. vicious people, but they were just yeah. socially awkward. Mm -hmm. But they are but. two of the best. I mean, I, I both of them played at least three instruments each. One of them, then, one of them trans, uh, transcribed music that was on the radio when I was in high school, so we could play it as the pep band for the football games. So we just didn't have that wow. old tired shit. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. That's right, the right. level of motherfucker I'm talking about. Oh no, yeah, no. <laughs> and, and honestly, to do that, you know, and not not to age you or nothing, but to do that back then, without the technology that exists now, mm -hmm. to just be able to pull it up, to pull up the song whenever you want to. Mm -hmm. Is fucking ridiculous, so, and and the fact that she did it for multiple instruments—I mean, multiple yeah. instruments. 
Yeah, no, that's 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 really fucking amazing. And again, like you said, these people to to from societal standpoints or will be you know weird or awkward or whatever. But these are the greatest artists that there are. Is people like that, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I agree one hundred percent, man. But let's let's <laughs> let's go back to the album with for a second. I, <laughs> true, I true. forgot that we were talking about, but. <laughs> Yeah, man. I I don't really have too much more to say, particularly Mm-mm. other than I thought it was just amazing to me. I thought um, it was something that I was very interested in how you were going to react to it. I'm glad that you enjoyed it as much as I did. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Hey, listen, man. I told you. I told you the the young. Every now and then, the young pup teaches the old pup <laughs> a couple tricks. You know what I mean? Hey. Every now and then. Hey, I'm down for it though. Every now and then it happens, and you know we love to see it. But exactly, but yeah, man, definitely shout outs to Nardwar and Tyler Creator for well, Tyler for being a fan of this uh, of this music, and Nardwar for bringing it up to um to uh you know to, to to Tyler during his interview. And what's crazy is right if you look through these songs, or or if you just look up some of these songs on YouTube and you look at the comment section, mm-hmm. it'll say the same thing. Uh, thank you, Tyler the Creator, for mm-hmm. putting me on to. To this amazing music. And, and shout and out to Lawrence Ross, man, for creating this incredible yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? This is yeah. incredible music. And I'm telling you, I, I'm going to send you the second album so you can check that joint out. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just as good as this one. There were, wow. I'm telling you, I was having a hard time deciding which one to review. Mm-hmm. But I chose the first one just because, you know, it was the first one. And I thought that that was a good place to, to start. So, um, but yeah, dog, I'm telling you, man, like, this guy is, he, he man... I'm just I'm 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 very I'm genuinely curious where his career went after he dropped the second album, you know, and yeah. hopefully I have some kind of answers. But uh as far as a score, I'm gonna go ahead and give this joint a nine out of ten. Um I thought it was very, very solid. I might even get this joint. Now, matter of fact, I'm gonna give it a nine point five out of ten. Hey, I'm giving it a ten out of ten simply because you rocked my world with him doing all of the layered vocals yes. and playing every single instrument across this joint, not, not just teaching motherfuckers how to play it so that oh. they can record it all together. Yo, that's a ten out of ten performance right there. I'm sorry, as everything about this album is authentic and just, just, just from the earth. You know what I'm saying? I, I love that so much. Now, the second question: How do yes. you, how do you think it held up through time? I mean, you know, I think that this kind of music does somewhat stand the test of time in the sense that somebody like me is interested in something that came out decades before I was born. Mm-hmm. You know, well, what no, I mean? if it came so, out in '81, yeah, a decade, a decade. Okay, let me say decades, though. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad for y'all. You know, what I mean, post or. Pre nineteen ninety. Hey, hey this I joint think. came out two years before I was born, so I don't, I ain't worried about hey, it. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, came out some several years. Let me just say that several years. Is that okay? Yeah, several, several years. Several years. Several, several years. You can say the same for you because you know several is more than one. So, I, you know. I, I can say a couple. I can say a couple. 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 <laughs> a couple. Couple. Couple is two to three. Several is four to four plus. There you go. There you go. Say less. <laughs> so, so um. But yeah, no, I do think that, I mean, look, from a perspective of like, is this what music sounds like nowadays? No, obviously it doesn't. Yeah. But I do think that there is like such a thing as timeless music. And what that is, is something like we were talking about that you could play around your grandparents, around your you know aunts, parents, whoever, mm-hmm. and you can also enjoy it yourself. Yep. So I do feel like for that reason, I'm going to say, 
yes, it does stand the test of time. I do think you can put this on and nobody's going to blink an eye. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, they might be like, oh, what, what's this? This is, this is all right. So, yeah, that's that. I, I would say yes. I agree with you about standing the test of time simply because I feel like more music like this is what ends up being the stuff that you hear year after year after year. I mean, how, excuse me, how many of our parents' parents, you know, grew up listening to, excuse me, oh, oh, shit, <laughs> my bad, the burst <laughs> came for heavy. Uh, like, you know, how many of our parents' parents uh, listen to, like, Etta James, you know what I'm saying? And and our parents grew up listening to them, plus they had their own stuff, so they had the Temptations. Now we mm-hmm. listen to the Temptations. Now, you know, yep. our kids catch Temptation songs every now and then, or whatever it was that we listened to that our parents, it just kind of trickles. That type of music trickles down through the generations, and it's yep. always going to be hot, and it's always going to be something that we can get down with. I mean, shit, Frankie Beverly and Mays? Bruh, that's gonna be forever. Black people barbecue music is party music. We always get down when Frankie Beverly and Mays get on, or when Earth, Wind, and Fire get on. So mm-hmm. I mean, and these are yep. around. These are the same types of music. They were out and fresh at around the same time. These groups are very right. similar in that fact. So it's just like it's good. I mean, high, I'm good high energy music, whether it's slow music or fast music. That is just like. It's good, clean, fun. Everybody can enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to offend nobody. Everybody's going to yep. like it. Everybody can get down to it. Yep. And that's no, just it. it. As long as that's the type of music it is, it's like as long as it meets those standards I just said, everybody's going to rock with it for as long as possible. 100%. And I think you know that right on, right on the on the head is something that everybody could listen to. Young, old, vulgar, non-vulgar, square, mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. It don't matter. It is, it's, it's Everybody could listen to this. Everybody's been enjoying it. So yeah, you got two yays you're, from my co-host and myself. You're, you're. Stand the test of time. So yeah, man. Shout out to Lawrence Ross. Like again, I feel like we can't say that enough, man. This shit was fucking dope. If you're into either, you know, older music or if you consider your fan if you consider yourself a fan of music or if you like samples or if you like anything along that area right there, definitely please do yourself a favor and check this shit out. Check this album out because it really is uh, uh, something that, like, you know, one of those like best kept secrets type of thing. Where it's yeah, like, and I'm su- I'm surprised that I have never heard of this, especially if it came out in the '80s. I'm really surprised. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm yeah, I'm so. almost ashamed because this joint is so fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I'll be no. I'll, I, when I when we were getting ready for this review, I was listening to it a lot, obviously, and mm-hmm. I was just walking around singing certain parts of each song mm-hmm. and like. It's like if you didn't know any better, you would say, "Oh, this is like some, you know, Temptations or something in that ballpark of, mm-hmm. of a, a prominent artist of that of that uh, of that era." And sure enough, it's somebody who not many people know about. So definitely, you know, music is music. Doesn't matter if a million people know of, of the person or you know a couple thousand. So definitely, I want to keep. I want. I, I try to look at music in that regard too. You know what I mean? Where like there are gonna be certain hidden hidden gems that oh, yes. I might not ever ever heard of. So oh no, definitely. I just figure that about music. Period. No matter what what language it's in, you're always gonna find something fire that you had no clue about. And oh yeah, and oh, someone's yeah. gonna show it to you, and you're gonna thank them for the rest of your life. And again, sir, thank you for <laughs> introducing hey, me to this shit. Listen, I, I I can't even count on two hands the amount of shit that you put me on to that I have in my YouTube in my iTunes library that <laughs> randomly comes on, and I'm like, oh man, this joint is crazy. 
So, hey, man, it was like I said, it was time for the young pup to stand up to the plate, man, and present some fire. So, there you go. I like glad, glad to be of assist, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, y'all. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode and today's album review for Twilight, Mr. Lawrence Ross with the album Still Loving You. Bro, again, this album is so great, y'all. Y'all got this. That's my that's our recommendation for you this week. Listen yeah. to this album. Period. We know we haven't done it in a while, but we're gonna do it this week, and we're gonna do it exactly like this. <laughs> and by saying go listen to this album, yes, it's amazing. You're gonna feel like cleaning your house to this shit. <laughs> You're gonna feel like driving to work in this shit, working out damn near in this shit, mm-hmm. all that shit. Y'all gonna be chilling outside, gl- drinking beers, like oh shit, like some straight hey, hunks. You know what I'm saying? Like- listen, enjoy the rest of the summer. <laughs> To this album right here. Yep. Go to that Memorial Day cookout or Labor Day cookout at the end of the summer and, and, and plug this shit up, even if they playing uh some ignorant rap shit. Trust there you me, go. It's, it's gonna it's gonna brighten up the mood. They're not gonna be mad at you. They're not gonna be mad at you. They're gonna be like, okay, I feel this shit. It's shit all right. Right. Especially if everybody's had a couple drinks in them, oh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Cooling. Everybody will be feeling be like, okay. Twilight band. That's what's up. I like it. I like it. There you go. All right, y'all. Well, be good. And if you can't be good, at least try to be the best you can be. If you can't do that, man, at least make your mama proud. And if you can't do that, all right, hear me loud and hear me clear. Use them turn signals, Uh Honda, Ford, (laughs) Nissan, Lamborghini, Uh uh, Ferrari. Well... Volkswagen, Rolls Royce, they mm. all got them for a reason. <laughs> all right? Don't care if you're rich. Don't care if you're poor. Every fucking car has these bitches for a reason. Now I need you bitch-ass niggas to start using them. And I'm only calling y'all bitch-ass niggas if you aren't using them. There you if go. you are using them, thank you for being a law-abiding citizen. Thank you for not being a dickhead. And most importantly, thank you for helping your country with these bullshit ass fender benders, all right? So again, use them turn signals. We're trying to end the summer on the right note, all right? And I also want to say this, so my fat boys out there, Uh-oh. all right? Like I said, just because hoodie season is soon approaching <laughs> doesn't mean you can give up on your weight loss goals, all right? Get I once heard somebody say, the best thing to do is to get in shape right now so that when you link up with a shorty and it's cold and you take off your hoodie, she not going to know that you're in shape all mm. time. All right? So I'm telling y'all fat boys right now is actually right now is the time to do it. There you so go. that when the winter time come, you take off the hoodie that you once used to wear because you felt kind of fat and your t-shirts didn't fit right. Trust <laughs> me, I'm speaking from, exist- from experience. All right? So I ain't shitting on y'all. I'm speaking from experience. All right? And you had to stretch your shirt down a little bit so it could fit. <sighs> So that you, so that when you're sitting, when you get up from sitting down, you know your butt crack ain't showing from the back. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All my fat boys know what we talking about. All right. Oh yeah. Right now is the time to motherfucking do it. It's never too late. It's always a reason to keep your health in check. You know what I mean? Always. Even if it isn't about looking good, even if you already got a baddie to the left of you, you don't want to lose it to a nigga that look better than you. Man, Trust me. That's facts. <laughs> get me on y'all shit. On that note, y'all, take care. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Be good to each other. We love y'all. We holla. Peace. Peace.